in the morning. Adults must intervene when a mentally disturbed teenager kidnaps a brainwashed and brainwashes children into becoming cannibalistic psychopaths. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are. It's September. Back to school. So, let's celebrate back to school with Killer Kids. And what better way to start than by checking out the 1989 uh, traumatic classic, Beware, Children at Play. Oh, boy. Uh, so, you heard what the Amazon Prime description had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Let's uh, let's start out with the top. What's good on this movie? You want to go first for this one? Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, number three, the group of cannibalistic children have a pet dog who has three names, and that dog's name is Carnivore. And I just think that's a pretty badass name for a, for a three-legged dog. Number two for me, this movie in a nutshell is like Beowulf crosses over with the story of Abraham from the Bible. And... I think that they use those literary references to the best of their abilities, and for me it was kind of fun to see like where they threw those and how it all intertwined. It's definitely to the best of their abilities being the key in that one. Um, and number one, the funniest, most interesting special effect that they had in the movie was an exploding head. And you know what, it just, it just surpassed everything else that happened in this movie, good and bad, with just, you know, a head going pop yeah it seemed it was like kind of like a um david cronenberg film except you know not well done at all number three i really liked the opening scene of this film you get to meet this boy named glenn he's on a camping trip with his father who teaches him you know the story of beowulf you know they're playing around he's they're telling old stories you know he's teaching the kid and like uh, life lessons in ways he can understand stand at his age, and it was really nice, really actually quite heartwarming, which leads to number two, which after the heartwarming introduction, Glenn's father gets his leg caught in a bear trap, and he, uh, over a prolonged period of time, he's slowly bleeding to death, um, he doesn't have much food, and he starts uh, hallucinating and kind of losing his mind, so he's mixing up lines from the story, getting like um, lessons confused, and um, Glenn's watching his dad die, and he's internalizes the confused uh, messages from all the like distorted parts of uh, the stories, and it really sets the stage for what happens with the rest of the film. And I thought that was a fantastic setup. I I was ready to like say that this film was going to be great, and you know I'll get to that a little later. Number one, with all the murder, rape, anti-religious rhetoric, cannibalism, and other shit throughout this film. It definitely tried to be as edgy as possible, so, you know, it lived up to the uh, trauma name. I, I can definitely say that for certain. So, uh, I guess on to the bottom. And with that, uh, for me, number three, at least once in the movie, the dialogue contradicts itself, where uh, Ludwig says that the townsfolk don't trust the sheriff because he's from the big city. But then the sheriff's like, I grew up in this town. I lived here my whole life except going to college and fighting in Vietnam. And, you know, just the dialogue in general, all the literature and everything else that they had to pull from, I feel like they could have done a much better dog job with the dialogue. Number two, there's a psychic in this movie. And after every sentence, and sometimes in the middle of the sentence, the psychic will say, dearie. And it just really fucking annoys me because she's like, oh, dearie, don't worry about that. I'm going to find your missing children, dearie. And I'm like, please, please stop saying dearie. 
I mean, she gets killed off, like, almost immediately, so... Um, After saying Deary, like, 37 times in two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they just found some random woman. It's like, hey, want to play a psychic? Um, I can't really act. Well, don't worry, we're going to kill you off, like, in 30 seconds. Number one, although laden with cheap special effects... Um, the final showdown between the kids and the adults is uh, quite hard to watch because it, it really is just kind of like adults mindlessly massacring kids. I don't know, they, that part just wasn't fun for me. As much as it should have been for the special effects that they used and how everything visually went, it just it felt wrong. Oddly enough, that didn't bother me at all. If done in a different movie, I could have actually um, appreciated that scene, but not from this one. Because going with my bottom three... With the exception of Glenn and his father, this introduction, literally every other major character in the film's introduction is through an obnoxious and unnatural exposition scene. It was a constant barrage of, hi, nice to meet you, let me explain the plot and tell you who I am am, and why I'm in this film. It's really an indication of poor or unconfident writing, which is such a shame because the opening scene was so well done and just went downhill from there. Immediately after um, Glenn's dad dies and he like gets set up as this psychotic kid, you see like a dramatic like decline in quality of the film and dialogue and characters. Which is funny because like the characters really don't need any kind of complicated reason to be there, and they don't have a complicated reason to be there, and they just overcomplicate it with the dialogue. Like, oh yeah, oh, I'm his fam, I'm I'm his friend from college, and I wrote these books, which have to do with blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Ten minutes later, yeah, that's that gets into some of my other ones, but um, number two, all the violence this movie is known for is so poorly done that it's actually pretty comical. However. It's really obvious that it's not meant to be comical and that it's supposed to be taken seriously or at least supposed to be shocking and offensive, but I didn't find it to be any of that. I just found it like, oh, look, this guy clearly didn't hit this woman in the head, but she's unconscious. Oh, look, you know, they're clearly not actually killing that person. Okay, cool. Edge. And number one, for what's essentially a very straightforward story, this movie treats trying to convince me that it's somehow more complicated than it actually is. There's so many scenes where the adults are going to like libraries and researching literature and talking about Beowulf and you know somehow that's relating to cannibalistic children. It's so obnoxious the way they like just kind of throw shit in there. Like Corey was saying with characters' backstory, it's like, oh, I'm a writer, so I'm involved in this somehow. It's like, oh, your books are about aliens. That's just what we need for this scene. It's like, no, fuck off. Like, none of it really mattered. The opening scene, like I said, explained everything perfectly, flowed exactly how it needed to be. And the rest of it is a superfluous exposition and like, well, this is what I think is happening. This is what I think is happening. Oh, well, this. But what about this? And this isn't getting played into anything else. Well, there's this evil cult that was existed at one point. But that's not important to the plot. I don't know why we mentioned that except to be edgy and talk about how, like, dumb religious people are and blah, blah, blah. And it was a fucking mess. And I just gotta say, when you said, like, how they make references to Beowulf and all this other stuff, like old um, Anglo-Saxon work, I don't feel like it was that at all. It reminds me of how people will say, like, the Lion King is like Hamlet because, you know, his dad <laughs> dies and he sees the ghost of his dad at one point. But it's fucking nothing like Hamlet. Hamlet is a really amazing story that talks about life and death and revenge. What it means to avenge, like, your father, like, the loyalty you have toward your own blood. And so many other themes, like love and loss and suicide, harming another person. When you mean to, to help somebody else, it's a great play. When the Lion King's just little lion guy thinks 
thinks he killed his dad. Creepy uncle actually did it. And, you know, he dicks around with that fat little boar and that little meerkat thing. And then, yeah, I, don't, I, I fucking hate the Lion King. I'll be, I'll be honest with that. But, you know, it, it's that. It's like, yes, I get it. There's a parallel. But, like, it's not a very good parallel. It's just very forced. and It doesn't deserve the credit it gets. Sorry, I, I had to. I had to put that out there. I, I just have to say, I think the silliest of the characters, like exposition on being introduced, is they introduce the uh, the medical examiner instead of just being like, "Oh, this is the county medical examiner. He's helping us, you know, trying to solve the case." Because you know they do things like that according to TV shows. No, this is the medical examiner. Yes, in preparation for you arriving, I've read all your books, and now I'm an expert on them. So I must ask you all these questions on your books. So, blah, 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 and, and what? What the fuck? Like. Like, and can't it, you just say, it's the medical examiner. He's helping us with our case. And I love it. It's like, oh, your books are about aliens and psychic power. That'll come into play. Nope, it, it doesn't at all. N- no, dearie, it does not. <laughs> you gave the, the dialogue a little bit of a mention, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and you tell us who had the better quotes. Paul, why don't you kick it off? Grendel the cannibal wants to eat your old blood. Don't get your bowels in an uproar. Maggots eat my body. Sins eat my soul. Barbie's not a doll. Barbie's an addiction. Gulp the blood. Gobble the flesh. Tear it to pieces. Bite through the bone. Girls with cleavages front and back being pursued by all manner of ghastly creature. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a fake quote from this film, please leave it in the comments below. That is a good way to end a coat where I gotta say. So, I guess it's time for our final take. Our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I give it a 7 out of 10. For me, Beware Children at Play is a simple movie done in an intri- a little bit of an intriguing way. Mystery turns to murder, turns to ancient texts and cannibalism. It was actually able to keep my attention the whole way through. With cheesy practical effects, and one of the hardest climaxes I've ever had to watch you know i'd say this definitely deserves a place in film history somewhere in the family of cannibal holocaust kind of like that red-headed stepchild that you keep in the attic and feed fish heads every two weeks imagine putting every stephen king movie together into one film but then you know accidentally vomiting into the bowl and and getting this horrible mess called beware children at play it's a complete mess of half-assed ideas, recycled cliches. Everything about this movie is somehow simultaneously over the top while being in- also being incredibly lazy. The violence is excessive, yet incredibly unrealistic and laughably bad. The story is incredibly derivative, yet overly complicated. And the characters all talk a lot, but never have anything interesting to say. And none of it really relates back to the plot or at least in any tangible way. It's a true paradox of a film. Its claim to fame is the excessive violent acts done by and to children. Acts such as murder, cannibalism, and rape are committed throughout the film in a blatant attempt to win the edgiest film ever award. But the effects are so god-awful that they come off as so laughably ridiculous that you find yourself laughing at the film rather than with it. And it's not at all shocking. I, I, I know a lot of people say that the scene with like the killing the kid, hard to watch. I personally didn't find it that way. But that, to be fair, this movie was made in 1989, I think. So, I mean, it's been so many years. I've seen much more horrific things than that. So that might be a personal problem with me. Watching Beware Children at Play is an overall unpleasant experience. 
not because of the story or the violence, but because of how incompetent of a film it is. So there you have it. A 7 out of 10 from Paul, 3 out of 10 from me. And hey, Paul, if you combine our scores, you get to have a whole 10 out of 10 for this movie. All right, 10 shots. That would probably help out a bit. Speaking of that, I think it's time for us to tell our friends how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you hear children giggling, take a drink. Number two, every time someone mentions John's writing, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone talks about literature, take a drink. Number four, anytime Braun quotes something that may or may not be biblical, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Killer Kids Month, anytime a kid kills someone, take a drink. Every time somebody criticizes one of John's books, take a drink. Every time somebody talks about how amazing John's writing is and how it's going to help them solve this mystery somehow, magically, take a drink. Every time a child goes missing, take a drink. And every time someone says either Anglo-Saxon or makes a reference to Beowulf in any way, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebros, follow us on Facebook at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. If you have a film you'd like us to review that, that you've made, you can submit it on our website. As of now, we have t- dozens of submissions that we're trying our best to get through. So if you'd like your review to be done in a particular date or within a certain time period, consider donating to our PayPal account. We, it would help push to the top of our list. All donations are, of course, appreciated. So, the end of week one for Killer Kids, obviously, that means Beware Children at Play has to be number one. It's the only film this month so far. Oh, God, I really hope it doesn't stay there. So, next week, uh, why don't we take a little stroll through the woods, and hopefully we don't encounter any, like, zombie ghost children trapped in mines for the last hundred years, like they did in the 2006 film Wicked Little Things. I mean, that'd just be ridiculous, right? So, until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we're going to get to the end of the day.